you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out. If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born. The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 10. Chris's advanced placement chemistry class held the slot of third period this semester. Today, perhaps because of the tests, his arrival at the class's 40-minute slot felt as though it had taken an eternity. Okay, class. The moment of doom awaits your attempt at mastery. Mastery of the exquisitely expressed discipline of chemistry, which, as you know, has been systematically crafted upon these several sheets of paper, Take note to your accompanying blue book. This is your friend. And while she may be forgiving of your answers, I am not. 
This is not a cakewalk. But nevertheless, I expect accuracy, precise reasoning, the usage of appropriate principles, and lastly, evidence that you are in fact versed in implementation. You may begin. Dr. Franklin G. Handleton expressed in his brash accent with an intimidating undertone. Dr. Fivehead, as he had come to be called by the students because of his massive forehead, was a neurotic egghead. He stood seven feet one inch and looked as if his exceptional height stretched his body beyond anatomical proportions. He was extremely skinny, and if his weight totaled more than 140 pounds, that would be a considerate guess. His hair was always a mess and resembled a matted mop with rust-colored speckled streaks. The two pairs of pants that he owned wrapped around his skinny legs like an ordinary-sized donut surrounding a number two pencil. His size 18 shoes were made of a canvas material and used three horizontal Velcro straps in the place of shoelaces. The bald face of Dr. Fivehead was full of wrinkles and despair. The students often reasoned that his hard-nosed disposition was a result of nothing more than a lack of companionship in a personal life. Mr. C.A. Ellison, would you consider yourself prepared to journey the perilous seas of this exam? Yes, sir, Chris confidently responded. The truth in the matter was that the exam was the furthest thing from young Chris's mind. Just within the past 13 hours, he witnessed a human-like robot fry, a water-born behemoth jump through what he considered to be an apparition's chest, the eyes of a woman turned to fire, a crowd get hypnotized under a single attempt, a chain that is clearly alive minus a heartbeat, and his best friend come close to death. Although well prepared for the exam, the idea of achieving a good grade was far, far fetched for Chris. Mr. Salim, what is the selfless expectation of yourself with regard to this exam? The towering doctor asked of one of Chris's classmates and friend. I think I'll do well, Dr. Fife. I mean, Dr. Handleton. I've been studying over the past two weeks. Haji Salim confidently but reluctantly remarked. Studying? Studying amounts to a bag of worthless hydrogen sulfide if we are not allowing the flames of retention to set ablaze under our mental receptors. The doctor screamed as he crouched his tall, lanky frame down to bear his yellow, brownish teeth and stale coffee breath to the seated Haji. Yes, sir. Haji responded coyly. Okay, then. On with the test. Dr. Five had made his last remark before commanding the start of the test by his pupils. Don't sweat that, Hodge. He's just hating on you because his pants still haven't gotten the message that the hydrogen sulfide has stopped leaking from his butt. Chris leaned over and whispered to his friend. <laughs> Hodge burst into a short but wild snicker, causing the mean doctor to turn around and shoot a piercing glare at the two. I said on with the test! The doctor requested again, as he barely contained his quick temper. Good luck, kid, Haji expressed to Chris. Likewise, my dude, Chris reciprocated the sentiment. And with that, the two joined the ranks of the other 15 students attempting to successfully navigate the unforgiving midterm AP chemistry exam given by Dr. Franklin G. Handleton. Chris took the opportunity to quickly survey the five-page exam. Five questions per page, four points per question, and absolutely no partial credit. He returned to the cover of the exam book, read question number one, 
and with a relentless concentration, proceeded through the exam book in a manner that would make the foremost minds of chemistry raise their eyebrows in amazement. A mere 20 minutes elapsed of the allotted 40-minute class period when Chris felt he arrived at a satisfactory completion of the exam. You're done? Haji excitedly whispered from across the aisle. In response, Chris confirmed with a simple head nod and smirk. You sure? I'm just finishing number 13, remarked Haji. I told you to check out my notes and peep my study habits, returned a whispering Chris. Do the two of you have a problem with my assessment measures? Dr. Handleton sarcastically inquired. No, sir, Haji replied. Not at all, sir. Actually, I'm done, Chris replied in a context that reciprocated Dr. Fivehead's sarcasm. The other students tore themselves from their exam pages to see if they could catch a hint of Chris's method for completing the exam in record time. Impossible! No one has ever finished this level of assessment under 40 minutes. Do you expect me to believe that you are an exception, Mr. Ellison? Chris took several seconds and bravely responded. No, sir. I don't expect that. But the fact remains that I did finish your exam in 20 minutes, so I guess... I am an exception, and it appears that I've set a new standard in being the exception, he continued, as he rose from his seat to trot down the aisle to turn his answer sheet in. The doctor briefly reviewed the collage of answers, and with eyebrows peaked, he responded, Well, Mr. Ellison, it is clear that you've achieved such status. No point in wasting your well-endowed mind with the elementary teachings expressed in this class. You're excused for the day. With a faint tilt of his brow, Chris agreed and made his way back to his chair to retrieve his backpack before leaving. Yo, son, I'm ghost. I'll catch you at lunch, Chris confirmed with Haji. All right, then, shorty. One. Haji returned as the two indulged each other in a slew of handshakes that found itself exclusive to their pack of friends. Dr. Handleton sat basking in an angered awe as he maintained a cold stare on Chris's exit. He almost felt a sense of betrayal at the thought of a student being so daft as to render an exact mastering of one of his dubious exams. He was heated, and it showed ever so vibrantly across his drab face. Chris walked the empty school hallway with his destination set for the library. Suddenly, the thought of the chain popped back into his mind. He forgot that it had been hanging around his neck. He reluctantly ran his fingertips over the grooved surface of the chain to confirm that it remained with him. Quickly, his mind shifted to his performance on the chemistry test. While he felt confident that his answers were correct and clearly expressed, he wondered how he had arrived at this level of performance. He'd never been a louse in the subject, but the ability to tear so easily through an exam of this magnitude was never an actual instance. Instantly, the pulsating vibrations of the medallion returned, causing him to break from his thoughts. Come on, man, not again, he expressed as he looked down at his mid-torso area to see the powerful vibrations radiating through his sweatshirt. Thirteen minutes before the bell rings, he spoke under his breath as he darted his eyes towards a hallway clock. Chris ducked into a restroom off the long corridor, immediately made his way into a stall, and locked the door behind him. With his backpack hanging from the door's coat hook, 
He sat upon the toilet's water tank and rested his Timberland boots atop the toilet seat in the hopes of staying concealed from those that were to make visits to the restroom. It looks different. What happened? Chris inquired about the state of the medallion. While the physical composition of the medallion remained the same, it now illustrated a new color scheme of some sort. Red, black, and clear clusters were now organized across the full facade of the heavy piece. Suddenly, the faces bounced into yet another episode of abrupt movements. This culminated in yet another attempt at communication by way of colorful strands of released smoke morphing into sequence messages after being released from the mouths of the two faces. This time, the message read 284217, and it found its orientation in a graffiti-styled wild style. Chris remained seated atop the water tank for several minutes, fishing through his mind before realizing the familiarity of the number. My locker combination? He asked quietly in a suspicious context. His mind didn't indulge itself in the obvious for the several minutes that remained. With the BBF medallion in hand, he simply gawked at it with no intentions. He didn't think about anything. from the BBF complex. My Viewatron signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cypher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core. Set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com to see information on book two. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and hiphops underscore wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t-shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam, this is Dee Dee Turner. Out, 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 out. Yeah, yeah. 
there whenever it matters And even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here but that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.